Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, you are listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. And this episode, a game. Our signature game on this show, in fact, it is called Intuit, Not Intuit. And I'm going to play it this week with two of Vulture's finest, two of my favorite Vulture colleagues, and I mean it. We've got Morgan and Anusha. Tell folks who you are and what you do at Vulture. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm Morgan Bela. I'm the senior news editor at Vulture. I'm Anusha Praturo. I'm Vulture's managing editor. I love it. You're like the boss boss. Oh, hardly. All roads lead no, no, to no. you, huh? <laughs> she has all the she has all the answers. Okay, and all the spreadsheets. If I'm the boss probably. of anything, I'm the boss of exactly the spreadsheets uh, and Google Calendar. So. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Logistics, you gotta have it. I have to ask before we start. Uh, how long were y'all's Oscar Sundays? Were you just working oh, 25 man. hours that um, day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of wonder what life would be like being on the West Coast. Like, I think that's what you are, Sam. Like, yeah, it's definitely about a 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. situation. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. They also yeah. just can never put it on the day after daylight savings ever again. <laughs> I forgot that. Oh, my God. Like, the Monday... When was that? Two days ago was like the longest day, truly, of my entire life. What a month this week has been. Well, and they keep doing that thing where they're like, no, we promise it's going to be three hours. And you're like, stop lying to me. It's never three hours. You can't do that. It's not how it works. And then there's something about the middle of the show that is three times as long as like all other parts of the show. Like by the end, they really can get there. They can finish so quickly. And it's like, where was any of that for the rest of the show? Where was that hustle? Yes. Yeah. Where was that hustle during the middle monologue? It, exactly. It is possible, but we we had uh-huh. to see the Little Mermaid trailer. You know, there's some non-negotiables. <laughs> we gotta see some Disney ads. So so many sizzle yeah. reels. It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, we'll probably talk more about that in a bit in the game that we're going to play right now. I forget. Morgan, have you played the game before? Yes, I've played the game before. And I'm always, like, right, if you remember. (laughs) Always wondering. (laughs) Yes. So tell Anusha how it goes. It's her first time playing. Okay. The rules are so simple. And it's basically what we do every day in Slack with each other, which is Sam's going to bring up a topic. And we're going to each say if we're into it and not into it and why. And then he'll crown a winner after a few rounds based on, I believe, just your gut, Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah. And how much I like your opinion. Yeah. Make me happy. You can, sway, you can sway him with a really convincing argument is the tip. That is true. I have been convinced. I am convincible, mm-hmm. if that's a word. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Uh, let's just get to it. First, are y'all into 
or not into Tom Cruise skipping the Oscars, it seems because he didn't want to run into his ex, Nicole Kidman, at the ceremony. I'm not into it because I would have loved for him to have been in the room when Lady Gaga (laughs) did her... (laughs) Um, the stripped down and MTV unplugged version of Hold My Hand. <laughs> Not MTV unplugged. <laughs> it is so. VH1 storytellers. VH1 oh, storytellers. So, okay. so true. Whatever the more acoustic one of those early aughts yes. um, live performances is. Hold my hand. Everything will be okay. I heard from the heavens. The clouds have been great. Yeah, no, I wish I wish he was there. Um, and I also do not think that's why he didn't go, which I'd love to hear if you guys agree that it was probably... Mm. I think he wanted to do a stunt and they said no. <laughs> oh, like he wanted to fly into the Dolby Theater and they were like, bro, we cannot accommodate that. Well, yeah, but then Jimmy Kimmel gets to do it. I feel like he was like, no, it's not fair. <laughs> Give me a second to adjust my danger zone here. I'm, I'm going to say I'm into it. I'm, I'm also an avoidant person and not going to a huge party that I know my ex is going to be that. I find that highly relatable and I'm really <laughs> pro uh, people taking care of themselves and saying, uh, that's not a room I need to be in. That's not a person I need to see. And so I'm going to stay home. I let me tell you, I am not into this. <laughs> Tom Cruise, come on now. His movie had six Oscar nominations. I've been having to talk about how Top Gun Maverick saved the movie industry for the last six months. The least he could do is get a butt in a seat for one night. They've been divorced 20 years. Get over yourself. Men will literally hang off the side of a moving plane but are too afraid to be in the same room as their ex. What the hell? I'm sorry. I don't like it. I guess the other thing is, like, he. I just, I don't really need him there. Maybe I'm, okay, I might be really backing myself into a corner here, but, <laughs> like, get some fresh talent up on that stage in those seats. Like, he... Wow. <laughs> wow. Have you seen him, though? He looks fresh. He just had an I mean, old man makeover. Okay. I think he got some old man Botox. You He's make an excellent fresh. point. That, 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 is yeah. a, that is a new man. I totally agree. And I feel like Anusha was the first person to call Tom Cruise relatable in like a really long time with her Literally, as I was saying it, I was like, I'm calling a Scientologist like a person that I'm looking up to. Really? So y'all are, okay, y'all identify more with Tom Cruise. I identify with Nicole Kidman. Oh, no, same. I don't identify with Tom Cruise. I just wish that he was there because I think he would have just been a riot. To me, he like, he is like, to Anusha's point, like, we do need fresh talent, but he also is just such a compact movie star oh, that it did feel... Did you call him compact? <laughs> did you call so him compact? compact? There was definitely room for him on the stage <laughs> in the seat. Wow. Wow. He squeezed wow. in, you know? It's also like, you owe us this. You literally have one job if you are up for an Oscar, and that is to sit in the seat at the ceremony. Yeah, yeah and it is work. Yeah, like it's literally work. We were online. It's literally Where work. Where were you? There you go. If we could, if we can put in the work, Tom Cruise, you can be be working. I want Tom Cruise to be as brave in real life as his characters are in the movies that he's in. That's what I want. So true. 
So true. Tom Cruise, meet yourself halfway. Okay? <laughs> That's what we're asking of you. Mission That's Impossible the 18 is him going to the Oscars <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Number two. Are y'all into or not into the mayor of Glendale, Arizona, renaming his city Swift City in honor of Taylor Swift beginning her tour there <laughs> this weekend? <laughs> Swifties are in office. It's such a bad name. It's wild. (laughs) It's not that it happened. It's a horrible name. It's that they didn't do a good name. I agree. What would you have named it? Well, I kind of want to lift um, something from our music writer, Justin Curto, who covered the news earlier this week. But I think, what's it, Glendale, Arizona? Justin, Justin said Glendale, Arizona. That's like exactly. They should have renamed the state to Arizona. <laughs> yes, that was it. You, you need to. <laughs> Not into that. Not into that. Oh my god! I'm also so over boomer dads fawning over Taylor Swift. Like I don't know. It's it's, the I'm only always just thing. like <laughs> Sam, as the father of daughters, they <laughs> must. <laughs> It is not my jam. Well, there's also this really interesting game people play of like still proving how much they love Taylor Swift. At this point, we know that everybody pretty much loves Taylor Swift. We got it. <laughs> we get it. We're good. Like, yeah, what it's next? Not, it's you not original. It's not original. Like, get a Taylor Swift face tattoo. Then you can stand out, okay? Oh, no. You're just going to keep When the mayor of the city gets tatted over the era's tour, (laughs) we'll we'll talk. Exactly. Until then, keep it moving. Keep it moving. I just feel like don't put that out there because the Swifties will do it. If Swifties are mayors, like, they'll accept the challenge. If any listeners of this podcast are Swifties, prove your love by getting a Taylor tattoo on your face. Otherwise, what are you Sam, even doing? You can be held liable for that. Wait, really? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. <laughs> don't, Sam, don't forget, Anusha is our managing editor. She knows that is all true. About that is true. She that knows standards and practices. <laughs> I'm trying to protect you. <laughs> what is the hardest you've ever worked in your whole lives to get into a concert? And who was the concert? Who was the artist? The hardest I've worked... Uh, the hardest I worked to get into a concert was Fall Out Boy in 2009. Ooh, Anusha, don't say that. <laughs> Anusha, you deserve I better. Know, you <laughs> <laughs> that Wait, almost I- like requires you to send a photo of like what you wore to that concert is what I was going to say. Asymmetrical like, bangs. Oh, asymmetrical yeah, bangs. Like- it was asymmetrical bangs. It was a black... Uh, I don't even think I had uh, like Fall Out Boy merch and so I think I was wearing like Cobra Starship or something and like black jeans. Girl. Speaking of music, question number three. Are y'all into or not into Spotify making an AI DJ on its platform to make you playlists and also talk to you in between songs. The hell. What do you mean? Oh my talk God. To me? <laughs> it talks to you. Y'all haven't heard about this? 
I saw a headline, but what does it say? I, I didn't know about it talking Girl, to I'm me. I'm not trying to find out. <laughs> it's so. like, good playlist, Morgan. Like, what's it say? <laughs> so TechCrunch says that the voice sounds, quote, incredibly realistic and not at all robotic. I haven't tried it yet. I don't want to try it. But yeah, this AI DJ will curate a personalized music playlist for you, which Spotify already does. But then it'll have, quote, AI spoken commentary. Yeah, I'm not I'm not into that. Okay, Morgan, you're not. I'm Anusha? super not into okay, that. Same. Also, very realistic and not robotic sounding at all is exactly what a robot would say. <laughs> I'm only into Who an AI... that press release? Exactly. I'm only into an AI DJ voice if it's like the voice of Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but then that's Samuel L. Jackson. But there you go. There, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, and I also, you know, not to like be like I worry about jobs with robots because okay, like sure, yeah. But I feel like that kind of is like a simple pleasure of mine is when I go on Spotify and like I'm pretty sure, but like all those playlists, people are making them. That's their jobs, and I think that that's like funny to me that someone's like adding, you know, songs to, like, this uber-specific Spotify-made playlist. But I'm like, you know what? These are pretty good and, like, good for you. And I bet a robot could totally do that job. But, like, (laughs) that makes me sad. I'm like, I like the idea of some random person putting, you know, songs on my 70s road trip happiness mix or whatever, like, specific thing I'm into that day. I will say... Every time I see an article about a new AI thing that is supposed to scare me, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, hasn't Spotify already been using algorithms to make a playlist for me? Like, what's new here? Doesn't Google Maps already talk to me? What's new here? I don't know. I'm just like, okay. What's funny about this Spotify playlist thing is, like, I totally agree with the concern over, like, stealing the jobs of these, like, really highly, like, music-educated playlist curators. I think there is a really important space for them. However, having a robot voice interstitched in the playlist is, like, that's not a job that anybody asks for. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're, they're not even replacing anything. Yeah, and it's also just, like, not the end of the world. I'm like, I refuse to get scared of that. Like, I don't know. This whole AI foolishness, the only AI that I'm actually afraid of, and I'm really not, (laughs) is Megan the doll. Yeah, say that. Uh... (laughs) Wait, what if the voice of Megan is the Spotify DJ voice? Oh, my God. Sign me up, baby. All right, before we go to break, if you like this show and want to support it, Subscribe to Intuit on your favorite podcast app. Also, consider leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, but most importantly, tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about this show. Word of mouth is the best advertisement. It helps a lot. Trust me. Thank y'all for that. Calling all female runners, it's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why Milk? 
Dairy Milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Next, are y'all into or not into Netflix canceling an upcoming Nancy Myers rom-com because the budget ask was too high. Apparently, she wanted $150 million to make this movie, and Netflix was like, $130, that's our final offer. I, I'm very, very into. much not into it. <laughs> give me all the Nancy Myers and yeah. give her all the money. Also, that's not even, like, that's, I agree, but like that's not even, like, all the money that she's at. You know, like, it's like, I feel like to compare it to Marvel is, like, the obvious thing. And obviously there's different, you know, the VFX. Like, there's different things. But how do you know she's not trying to do that? How do you know that <laughs> so this is true? <laughs> Who are we to not think that this isn't taking place in outer space or underwater? It also seems like 20 million is just a weird place to draw that line for Netflix. It's like... You probably make that in 15 minutes. I'm sorry. It feels like a man would just get the money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. James Cameron got a billion dollars <laughs> so I could watch blue people swim with dolphins for an hour in the middle of a three-hour movie. They could give Nancy Myers 150 to give me my kitchen porn. I need that. You know, it could be the silver lining, though. Is like a network. It's like a studio becoming just a studio film. Like, you know... Sony picture classics make it. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, okay. Or I'll just launch a Kickstarter for Nancy Myers. I oh bet Nancy God. Myers fans could get her over the top. We could raise her $20 million <laughs> to get her to what she needs. <laughs> what is y'all's favorite Nancy Myers kitchen of oh yesteryear all time? I mean, they're all just opulent to me. I know. Favorite there's, kitchen. There's such a, there's such a distinct vibe. Um, I mean, like, I feel like Diane Keaton, the, and what's the one with Jack Nicholson and Keanu Reeves? Something's got to No, give. baby, no, baby, no. It's complicated. Her Hamptons. It's complicated. That's the one. Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one, too. Oh, wait. I actually just realized my actual answer, which is the Napa kitchen in The Parent Trap, the one oh. where Chessie, yeah. Okay, here we go. Most important meal of the day. Eggs sunny side up, bacon, side of toast, 
And in case you're really hungry, a stack of humongous chocolate chip pancakes, which smell incredible, if I do say so myself. Thanks, Jesse. I like That's that. That's the best. I like I. that. It's Napa. I like that. Town and Country has a whole rundown of the best <laughs> Nancy Myers kitchens. <laughs> Oh, Father of the Bride had a great kitchen. I feel like that's the best, like, house overall, for sure. There were two islands in yeah. Something's Gotta Give. Two islands. See, that why, that's yeah, why that's, that's doing my favorite. too much. No. It's still going to be, it's complicated for me. I just pulled up the It's Complicated Kitchen. I would live in that kitchen. <laughs> oh, baby, the lighting's great, the hanging pots, long table, and the very simple island situation. Two fruit baskets, two fruit baskets in your kitchen. You're living life. Looks like it might be three yeah, fruit the, baskets. Oh, baby. No, this one's a stunner. Do you guys think that out of any room in the house, the kitchen, like, knows the most secrets about a family? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, the kitchen is like named in the in the fucking divorce, man. The kitchen knows. The kitchen knows. The kitchen knows, and then what other room? I guess the bathroom knows. I'm like, that's because the, the pills are there, right? You know? The pills are there, and that's when the pre- that's where the pregnancy <laughs> test happens. The, the bathroom also knows. Like the bathroom off the kitchen, though. I feel like like Damn. The downstairs. Mm-hmm. The bathroom knows. Yeah. The, the bathroom bath. knows. The kitchen knows. The bath. The half bath. Oh, secrets. <laughs> secrets. The half bath beneath the stairwell next to the kitchen. Yeah, baby. that's for sure. Receipts are there. Receipts are there. Last question. Last question. I've taken you on a journey. Thanks for playing. The last question in this game. Are y'all into or not into Megan, the evil life-sized AI doll who twerked into our hearts earlier this year on the big screen. Are y'all into or not into her? Now modeling for Mark Jacobs. <laughs> not even freaking kidding, man. Like We're so wow. into her. We're you so know, into I mean, I'm so yeah, into that. Like, I mean, oh my God. She is, she is like the last good, pure, like, girl boss. <laughs> yes. Like, She's the killer. M. Thregan is coming Kill. for. Yeah, she's killing it. <laughs> wow, she's. she's oh it. my god. Um, did you say Mark Jacobs? <laughs> oh yeah. Let me tell you. According to Nylon Magazine, uh, it's going to be shot by Mark Jacobs' favorite Harley Weir, and the campaign features M. Thregan in the. Deftones, God Help Me Up, Zip Hoodie, and Love Wait. Soul, Knee High Boots. She's going to this be is bathed. This just a serve. Wait, like, she looks like me at the, <laughs> the Fall Out Boy concert. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she's going to be bathed in red, like the blood spilled from the toy company's executive she murdered with a paper cutter. They say that Megan looks off distantly, off camera in this shot, with a sense of, quote, haunted longing. Jesus I mean, Christ. <laughs> we've Jesus. almost gone too far with Megan, but, like, we're we're towing the line. I'm still into it. I'm still into I'm it. I'm very But the moment it. that she... <laughs> the moment that she what? I don't know. I'm trying to think what would make it go too far. The moment she's cast in Nancy Meyers' new movie, <laughs> once it gets picked up again, I might be like... She's a sellout. She's going <laughs> We have reached the end of this omnibus edition of Into It, Not Into It. I have to now name a winner. And I'm not going to recap every question for y'all, but I am going to say it all comes down to Tom Cruise. 
Um, I knew this Anusha was, was into Tom Cruise skipping the Oscars because it was relatable. Morgan was not into it because he was missed. I am on team make these actors and actresses work for their supper. So, Morgan, you win. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Unlike Tom Cruise, I do show up. <laughs> And you're a winner. He was not at the Oscars. <laughs> yes. What is your acceptance speech for this game? Um, you know, I just like to say it's always people, profits over people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about this? This Wait. flub that I am obsessed with? Wait, no, tell me. <laughs> the producer for Everything Everywhere All at Once had like a very, you know, practice speech for when they won Best Picture, like huge that they won. He is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits. (laughs) And he just, just, he uploaded a photo later, showing obviously he meant people over profits, but it was just the delivery. Oh my God. Was like, uh uh-oh. Also, (laughs) always write it down. Always write it down. He had it written down, Sam. He he still had it written down. Oh my God. No, he had it written down. Oof. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Culture Geist. Culture Geist. You're listening to Culture Geist. Culture Geist. I don't know, y'all. And now for a segment we're calling Culture Geist. About all the things we can't stop thinking about. The culture that's haunting you, haunting me, haunting all of us, for better or worse. Hi, this is John from New York City, and my culture geist is the song LAX by Wolfpack. Uh, it goes, I love my baby, she's the best. She picks me up at LAX. What gets me through the longest And that gets stuck in my head whenever I go to LAX because my girlfriend is normally the person who is picking me up. So from the moment we land to baggage claim to when I get in their car and the entire ride home, I am singing that song. Uh, (laughs) 
And it doesn't stop there. When I go back to LAX to go home, I start singing, I love my baby. She's the best. She drops me off at LAX. And then once my plane takes off, it goes dormant until the next time I return to LAX. Hey, Sam, this is Rachel in Philly. And my culture geist for the last decade has been the lesser known meaning behind the semisonic song, Closing Time. A little important backstory is that I got a music business degree from an art school, which should perfectly explain why required reading in one of my classes was the book So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star by Jacob Slitcher, who is the drummer of Semisonic. Closing time. In this book, he talks about how they recorded the album that Closing Time is on, Feeling Strangely Fine. Um, around the same time that Dan Wilson, the main songwriter's first child, was born. And when she was born was when they were supposed to start recording that record. Dan and his wife Diane decided that the band should still make it so that Dan could have some relief um, from spending all day in the ICU. The good news is that Coco did start to get better, about which Jacob Slitcher writes, In late February 1998, After almost a year in the hospital, the doctor said Coco was strong enough to go home, where she would still require round-the-clock medical supervision. She left the hospital on the very day that our new single hit the airwaves. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. It was a song Dan had written in anticipation of fatherhood. A song about being sent forth from the womb as if by a bouncer clearing out a bar. And underneath that paragraph is the full lyrics to Closing Time, presumably so you can make uh, different associations now that you have this new knowledge. But I'd have to say the most telling for me are time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Closing time. This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Yeah. And there you have it. Closing time. Actually about a baby. Hi, Sam. My name is Amy, and my culture geist is something I have been thinking about since I saw it weeks ago. And just fair warning, it will contain a small spoiler for the traitors, which is what my culture geist is about. In case you haven't been watching, it is a wild reality competition show on Peacock hosted by the perfection that is Alan Cumming. And at the end of the first episode, everybody competing, which I I have to say is probably 15 to 20 people, had to write down the name of the person that they wanted to be eliminated. Slate's down. I'm now going to ask you all to reveal who you think is the traitor. We're going to begin with Kyle. Damn. All right. Everybody, except for that person herself, wrote down the name Geraldine. Rachel. 
Except nobody spelled the name Geraldine even remotely correctly. Amanda. I voted for Geraldine. Everybody had a different and completely incorrect way of spelling Geraldine. And that's not even the part that haunts me the most. The part that really haunts me the most is that Geraldine obviously wrote down somebody else's name. I voted Michael because I can't trust you anymore. I'm sorry. She tried to write the name Michael, and she didn't spell Michael correctly either. In fact, she spelled the name Michelle, like with two L's and an E at the end, instead of Michael. And that was the moment that I knew I was going to be thinking about all of these incorrect spellings, perhaps forever. I'm glad to be here. Who wants a glass of wine? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again to Amy, Rachel, and John. Listeners, do you have a culture geist? A thing in the culture that's been haunting you for days or weeks or even years? Share it with us. The more specific you are, the better. Just send a short voice memo via email to intuit at vulture.com. Intuit at vulture.com. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zen. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And Hannah Rosen is the head of audio at New York Magazine. All right, listeners, we are back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Till then, be good to yourselves. All right, bye. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.